This was a Brain Freeze podcast. to all of you cool ghouls out there. Welcome to Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast. I'm your horror hostess, I'm Tessianos, and today is day 27 of 31 Days of Horror. If you've been here before, welcome back. Thanks for coming back. If you're new here, well, welcome. I'm so happy to have you here. I can't believe it. We are nearly to Halloween, the greatest holiday ever conjured in my opinion, and a lot of others' opinions. To follow along on the remainder of this Horror Comics Marathon, please follow OCD on Instagram at OCD Podcast, Facebook at Facebook.com slash OCD Podcast, Twitter at Ongoing Comic Pod, and Patreon at Patreon.com slash OCD Podcast. We are four days away from Halloween and two days away from OCD's second Halloween giveaway. On Thursday, October 29th, we will be giving away a very witchy package that includes a Chilling Adventures of Sabrina Volume 1 comic, a Sabrina and Salem Funko from the Netflix series, and OCD stickers. To enter is quite simple. Head on over to your social media of preference, follow Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast, and share your favorite OCD horror posts thus far. Tag OCD in your post with along with the hashtag 31 Days of Horror Comics, and you will be entered into the raffle. That's one entry per person, and it's going to be a day devilishly good time. Now to introduce today's guest, this gal is very much part of the comic world and I am so honored she is joining us today. Okay, I'm gonna try to list the things she's done. Here we go. All right. She has drawn some of Betty and Veronica's vixens for Archie, contributed to the series The Secret Loves of Geek Girls and Geeks, as well as illustrated covers for the comic series My Little Pony, Pathfinder, The Wilds. She is also part of the D20 Dames podcast and the Big Dun Gin show podcast and much, much, much more. She is also the writer for the comic we are talking about today. She is Jen Vaughn. What's up, Jen Vaughn? Hi, how's it going, Tess? Thank you for having me. (laughs) Thanks for being here. I'm so happy to have you. (laughs) Again, yeah, this is the best time of the year. So yeah, I... The scent of crunchy leaves in the air, um, yeah. orange uh, vegetables all around us <laughs> of any kind. Like I'm, I'm, I'm all about it. I'm, I'm ready. Uh, September through the, no, we, we could say the end of November. You know, it's like yeah, well, that 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 special time in our lives, but especially this month. Oh, absolutely. But like for you, I'm sure Halloween, it's all year too, because you're <laughs> writing some horror comics all year. I'm sure. Yes, yes, it is very much a, um, I did take my skulls down so you can't see them right now, but (laughs) (laughs) the collection groweth behind me. I call them my brothers, you know. uh. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Do you, um, so like for Halloween, do you get like a new Halloween decoration every year or do you get it throughout the year? Oh, wow. I I do feel like it's throughout the year, although obviously all the like Target, um, I'm going to say our local Target chain where I am in Mm -hmm. Seattle, um. Yeah. Fred Meyer, they started carrying uh, great Halloween gear. Um, so awesome. like that, but that but that does become just my my all year long sort of like uh, furniture accessories. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's always a reason to put up Frankenstein's head somewhere, right? God, yeah, or just more like ravens with you know human skulls <laughs> in their mouths, and then you're like, why are these ravens so big? It doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> please enjoy I have room the toilet. For them. It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
That's awesome. Uh, well, okay, so Halloween is everything to you. Do you have, like, a, a favorite Halloween costume that you've done? Okay, well, I was very lucky growing up in that I had a mom that sewed and liked to sew. Amazing. Yeah, so hours would be spent at a Joanne Fabrics pouring over, like, McCall's Vogue Butterwick patterns and then occasionally <laughs> modifying our own. So, um... Wow, I have to. I think honestly, one of them was the goofiest ones where I, I just wanted to be a a kangaroo. So it was like a, <laughs> you. They made this. She, it was like a tabard, um, yeah. or an apron that just went on both sides with the tail hanging off one side, and then uh, you just tied it on the side so you could just wear like black clothing underneath. But there was you know a pouch for more candy. That was you know my main. I was like, how can I get more candy up in here? But then That's she. That's freaking genius. Yeah, actually. Yeah. And my mom was so so funny because there was extra furry fabric, so she made me like a Joey, like a baby, also. So, <laughs> like it was just it was goofy, it was fun. But I'd say as an adult, one of my favorite ones is when I went mm -hmm. as birth control. So, uh, oh, that's I, I had, amazing. Had a packet, you know, or I was the packet, and then I made cookies that I could punch out and give to people <laughs> and be like, but like remind them it's on birth control. So you know, like the costumes, if they they can be interactive, you know, that's a yeah, it's a little bit more fun. <laughs> I, see, everybody on here is like, oh, I was a witch, and I was a ghost. <laughs> You're like, I was a kangaroo and a birth control pack. <laughs> Those so are the only, awesome. that's the two, the dichotomy, right, of being a, right. a woman? Yeah. No. <laughs> yes, yeah, 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 exactly. Motherhood and yeah. motherhood. How high can or not they jump? Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, I guess they are. Gosh, I didn't even think about that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's but, awesome. I'm but, loving this. What was your favorite Halloween costume? Sorry, if you don't mind me turning the tables. No. Oh, my gosh. Um, I, It's funny. I was a witch for like 100 Halloweens in a row. I And and Pink Power Ranger. It kind of went back and forth. Yes. Amazing. <laughs> my gosh. Was there like a... Did you get like a... I think they had the, the masks at the store you could get that kind of made the helmet, like had the fabric backing. Is that what yeah. you had? Or did you have a bike well, helmet? No, I had like the super plasticky one with like the uncomfortable like um that that string oh, God. you know yeah. behind, and you get the line like yeah. right on your ears. Oh gosh, You're yeah. Like this is fine, but I'm the pink. I'm Kim. I'm I, Kimberly. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, can I say I did forget last year was my favorite probably because. Oh my God! Tell me. Yeah. Because it was based on a book. Oh. Um, okay. About lesbian space necromancers. So <laughs> amazing. That's amazing. Okay, uh, go go on. <laughs> yeah, uh, by Tamsin Muir, uh, a book called Gideon the Ninth. It's okay. the first in the Locked Tomb trilogy. Um the second one, Harrow the Ninth, just came out, but uh, she's basically a, a cavalier for a necromancer, so I got to borrow my which for some reason I don't have a sword, but I got to borrow my friend's huge <laughs> sword. I was wearing full Real sword? Oh yeah. Well oh, it was oh. like, you know, dull on the yeah. side, but like it could, you know. Yeah. But it was basically <laughs> like skull makeup because this necromancy cult they always have to paint their faces but then this character because it it's on some form of old an old planet that earth might have dumped a lot of trash on so she uh -huh. had a pair of like smoked aviators so it was like a very weird look but uh yeah it was definitely yeah sort of a that's a necromantic like sword carrying cavalier like yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I need to come to you for Halloween costume ideas. Please. You got the good ones. Well, we've got what? Three days? <laughs> yeah. Four four days. Yeah. Four so days. How, oh, right. Uh, yeah. Um, how, many, yeah. how many days in this month? <laughs> <laughs> today. Today. Every day's Halloween. That's right. Just dress up today. Yeah. I wish. I love Halloween because, like, you can dress up and be anything you want and everything you want. And whether somebody knows what you are or not, it doesn't freaking matter as long as you're happy, you know? Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, it's a cool time. It's a it's a beautiful uh, time. I, I, I do miss conventions because getting to see people dress up in cosplay was sort of yeah. like mini Halloween. Although I kind of like to keep mine geared towards that one month a year because otherwise I would never get any work done. <laughs> You'd be like comics writer and costume designer. It would not. I'm my stuff is very I, I, I need um, I would say it's very messy or kind of like unfinished so I need either like a low camera quality going working okay. on me or like like the aid of shadow and smoke or something so yeah, yeah. that's awesome I miss conventions I'm so sad that it didn't happen oh this gosh. year but yeah it's a whole it's a whole thing but uh, yeah fingers we crossed. make the most of it yeah, yeah fingers crossed right <laughs> oh man uh well speaking of some nerdy stuff you're a big nerd yourself madame <laughs> I was trying to look up the list of things that you've done and I was like wait she's done everything how does she have time to like breathe or eat <laughs> like you're doing a million things at once it's incredible thank you i mean again i was I was privileged enough to go to college and a grad school so you know and i got to, i went to comic book grad school too so that's where i learned a lot wait of the, what yeah <laughs> yeah where, where is this place <laughs> <laughs> uh the center for cartoon studies in white river junction vermont so ah. yeah it is a fantastic place they do have some online courses now and they do like one week workshop i mean I'm sure these are all uh, virtual now, but one-week workshops and summer workshops. So um, if you don't want to dedicate two years in Vermont and, you know, kind of a lot of money, I'm still paying it off. Um, <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, it was fantastic. Like, I f it was, like, one of the best decisions I ever made. And, like, I worked in a comic book library while I was there. I got to make murals Whoa. at Dartmouth because they like to hire the weird art kids uh, instead okay. of their own art okay. kids. I was very unclear, like, as to why they didn't just do that. But, um yeah. yeah, it was a uh, fantastic, and that's what led me to. Um, I got to I got to come out to Seattle because Fanographics Books hired me to be their marketing manager, which I did okay. for several years and enjoyed working on those books as well. So you're okay. So you're an illustrator. Uh, I'm sorry, I keep wanting to say illustrator. That's okay. It's artist. Can he can he say illustrator in the comic world? Is yeah, that I feel like yeah, artist in general because the uh, a lot of people only focus on the writer and the artist, the, the person who's maybe doing the penciling and the inking. But sometimes mm -hmm. you have that, you know, blown out, it's separated. Sometimes you also have a colorist. There's a letter or two. So as long as you're, wow. you're crediting everybody, that's all that matters in the end. So everyone's getting paid, too. So, but yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, I've written. Good. I've done I've done everything, um, although I prefer not to do my own lettering or coloring, honestly, unless it's, like, just for covers. I feel like okay. that it – I don't have that in me. Like, <laughs> I see what other people do in the amount of time, and I'm like – they are much faster, and I feel like they get to this, like, the resonant heart of what the tone needs to be um, yeah. in, a, in a way that I, it's like, a, it's, it's it's speaking a different language, honestly. So maybe, but maybe it's like my love of, like, horror, I'm like, black, white, and maybe red, like, so. <laughs> yeah. But this one that we're doing, to, the Goosebumps Download mm -hmm. and Die is so colorful, too. Oh like it's, I mean, I know that's not your, I mean, it is, some of it, the variant art, right? Am I, am I wrong? Uh, yeah, I, do, I got to do one cover, yeah, but. Um, okay, cool. Oh, my gosh, yes. Uh, so yeah, Goosebumps Download and Die, Michelle Wong was the artist, uh, and I will say Sarah Gatos was our editor at uh, IDW, she's now the editor at Oni Press. Wow. Um, without her help, that team wouldn't have come together because they were like, who do you want? And I was like, oh my gosh, and I'd seen uh, Michelle on a, a horror series, um, and then actually some Power Ranger covers. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, but I, I like I did that thing where I like checked like the dates and I was like, hmm, nothing's come out recently. I wonder if Michelle's hungry, uh, you know, like, or, you yeah. know, I was just like, uh, this could be an opportunity. It seems like they're not 
not on something. Um, and she also was living in, living, living in Hong Kong, excuse me. So um, I was like, ooh, because I mean, it is kind of cool to do asynchronous work too sometimes because like you'll wake up and there's pages. So yeah, um, Michelle, uh, uh, yeah, we hired her and then we got Tree or Trina Farrell who lives in Ireland to do the colors. And yeah, she's wow. fantastic. Like that's the way she makes um, some of the stuff happen in the book. Uh, I guess for people listening, it's... Uh, a take on um uh the goosebump series um say geez and die about a polaroid camera that um is haunted oh, um and yeah. i but what i did was i wanted to make a new story about friendship you know blah blah friendship and friends um yeah. but it's, it's it's friends that are basically trying to uh work on a, a technology project together at school but one of their cell phones becomes haunted um which is kind of you know I would say it's a little bit layered compared to like, you know, our phones are listening to us all the time now because so, but this one, it's yeah. sort of like a uh, concentrated evil. Maybe we can fight at the end, but it's not, <laughs> there's like a, an Instagram app where the different filters will do different things to the people captured in the uh, pictures. And then because I also work in video games as a narrative designer, I made a video game that dealt with a, a sort of a, uh, a, a popular, uh, series of sorry I'm forgetting the word <laughs> good thing I don't no. deal with words um sorry it's uh, a <laughs> uh, I got to bring in um for that video game I brought in the creeps which are pretty popular villains um but because they're like lizard people so um yeah it was like a, a game where you think you're delivering cookies but you're actually like um helping their their syndicate work out in the real world you're you're actually doing like the delivery management in the guise of a game so I was just like all the horror elements I can put in to these phones these things were glued to all the time uh it felt it felt right to me but with like friends and you know like young uh, middle school crushes and whatnot so yeah i loved this this was so fun and i saw that in it's a kid-friendly horror series absolutely um yeah i would say uh you know if you're a parent listening you definitely like feel free to read it first um but there's no um, the, I would say there is some injury, but you don't see it. You know, someone gets a broken arm and someone gets their hair cut off, but you don't see it. It's always the aftermath. Um, and again, this was like, it's the evil stuff doing it, but you know, that's again, any horror, I feel like parents should always check first, but also know your kids are going to find it <laughs> or <you> yeah, know, like... <laughs> we were all kids once we all found things. Oh my right? God. I mean, yeah, that's like, that's, <laughs> yeah, you, you learn to deal with some of those things, but yeah, it's, um, it's definitely kid friendly and, uh. But it could also open up some conversations, too. So, Yeah, speaking of open up conversations, I love that there was two girls legitimately had a crush on each other in this kid-friendly series. I loved that you did that, and you didn't make them part of, like, like um, like an LGBT club, which is also amazing. And all the people that are in those clubs, hello, you know, awesome, go you. But, like, you weren't like, hey, look, they're, they're girls and they like each other. You were just like, that was her crush, and that's it, and that's cool, and that's part of the story. Yeah, I mean, I think that's this like, um, all of us like in the the queer community and stuff. We you don't want it the story to be like doesn't have to be about that. The story is actually about the horror elements and like friendships growing as new people show up or move into town. Um, but that's you know that's an element, and I feel like is it's it it not being the crux of the story is the important part. It just being one of the minor elements uh, is what makes it. Um, I guess I wanted to make it for younger kids. Um. So they could have, you know, more representation. I mean, obviously they're getting a lot now these days, but I'm just like, yeah. I didn't, I didn't get to see a lot of like, um, 
lesbian or bisexual like horror as a child so that would have been like super cool you know like yeah <laughs> so like you're part of the story yeah, yeah absolutely i would have loved to see this when i was a kid it's like that wasn't that's why it was so weird to talk about it because you, you can't talk about it unless you see it in every you know in like um you know media or whatever yeah you feel comfortable you feel like you can relate you know what i'm saying yeah yeah <laughs> or when people use like the sexuality um as like the uh, the villain it's like okay you know like yeah that's insulting <laughs> So, but yeah, um, that's not, yeah, again, it's not a, it's not a big element of it, but it is, um, it's part of, uh, the, the, the phone uses it to it. It's, it's advantage, I will say as well. So, yeah, well, I appreciate it. I just want to point that out. I really did appreciate that. That That's great. Um, but okay. So goosebumps, goosebumps, goosebumps. We all love goosebumps. Mm -hmm. How, okay. Walk me through this, Jen. All right. (laughs) How do you go? I'm going to write a goosebumps comic. I'm going to write R.L. Stein who opens up your comic. Amazing. Uh, so I, I will say, uh, like Flips in the book. Sorry, the the book's about three girls: Mitra, Kyra, and Flips. Two of them wear glasses. Sorry, <laughs> I'm just like let's <laughs> talk about to... representation and ocular treatments. No, there um, you go. <laughs> I love it. Um, uh, like, but like Flips, I I uh, I moved basically every summer growing up. So the main places I would always go to or the library or the bookstore because I always knew like it's silly but you're like ah the, these familiar spines or like you know going to see like which new Garfield book is out now because <laughs> like, they were very certain sides you could see from far away um so Goosebumps was another one where it's like I remember sitting in I lived in Las Vegas I think when they started coming out and just like reading them with like bated breath um and obviously going back i'm like i can see all these writing tricks because they're like 70 chapters because like each chapter sometimes like two pages and um they'll be like um arnoldstein like uses a great system of um cliffhangers too where there's like there's the there's the real climactic ones or that where they're actually like the story changes it's hitting these beats but then there's also just like these like um, jump scares, but in book form, which you you know there were very few of for for children before that. <laughs> so they'd be they'll be like, and that was the the chapter will end with like, and that was the last time I breathed. And it was like, and then <laughs> next chapter until I took another breath. I'm like, okay, <laughs> like like reading them now as an adult, I'm like, I remember being terrified by these, and they they I can see the threads being pulled, and I think it's beautiful, like as an adult to be like. Plus, I had that those covers that had the um embossing, so you could like yeah. It's like, yeah, it's kind of visceral and yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, loved horror. Um, you know, also Christopher Pike and all that too. Like, cause they did like the Fear Street stuff where it was a little bit more adult and just a tad sexy. So, um, right. <laughs> um, but sorry, your question was how did I, how did I get on the Goosebumps book? Again, I'd, with comics, you know, you, you're kind of, you, you pitch a lot to, uh, to editors and people, or sometimes you meet up with a writer, artist, and you're like, hey, let's try to pitch this thing, whether it's our own intellectual property or, you know, our own book or something else. Mm-hmm. And I'd actually done a pitch for, um, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Midnight Society. Um, but it didn't, uh, you know, end up going through. But then uh, I think IDW got the, uh, they got the Goosebumps, um, franchise from Scholastic and Sarah had heard of my Are You Afraid of the Dark pitch so she was like well hello you should do, you know I mean I'd, yeah. I'd met her I'd known her for a while from like conventions and stuff so that's a uh, I pitched uh, I got in um, there were a couple other books there's one written by Jeremy Lambert 
there was another one written by, I think it was Denton Tipton, who was one of the editors there as well. So um, again, it was it was fun to be a part of that mini series. Um, had three issues, and uh, also the whole the whole crew again. I'm gonna thank Sarah for this because when I saw like our numbers, like the writer, the artist, the colors were all women, and the editor, I was like, find me a female letter or femme presenting letter. Okay. Like that's what I need. Like, (laughs) so we got Krista Miesner who works at IDW did all the page layout and lettering. So I was just like, yes, but they also didn't advertise it like that, which I loved because like, it's not a marketing move, but it was just kind of like a, like powerful friendship move. So that's, that's incredible. And the fact that you were like, look, I got to make this the girl gang, girl gang here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like, we got patches, we got tattoos. No. (laughs) (laughs) We got jean jackets. Yeah, we got tattoos that look like patches. So, no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so awesome. That's so cool. Okay. I'm so happy you're here. Um, Okay. So, what was my other question? All right. So, did you meet R.L. Stein at all? Oh, my gosh. Um, No. (laughs) He came into town once and I was horribly sick. (laughs) But, again, I don't think I would have been able to uh, meet with him at all while he was in town. So, uh, but yeah, he, he wrote the intro, so that's all, you know, <laughs> I was like, thank you. And he also, as I like to say, gave me a bony thumbs up to play in his graveyard. So like, <laughs> I think the, the big thing was like him and uh, Scholastic approving that story and like, so, and he's actually writing a new series too. Um, oh, but I, and it's at, I think it's at Boom Studios though. I think it, the, okay. the franchise or the license shifted, but that's a common comics thing where like the licenses will move from company to company. So yeah that's awesome that's awesome uh that's so freaking cool i'm you get to say you wrote a goosebumps comic like that's so freaking cool that's just that's awesome were you a goosebumps fan when you were a kid oh yeah yeah i was reading them when i was a kid in the bookstore and the library you said oh yeah the library yeah um yeah i read i read a lot of horror um i mostly watched cartoons too i was one of those kids so like uh gargoyles and stuff and yeah. uh rugrats and all that you know like anything i could get my hands on because there was something about stylization and it went to a different universe um even if it was rugrats is still obviously in the contemporary world but it was babies so it was like there was there's something about making that jump to uh visually that was interesting but um yeah even uh jeremy lambert who wrote one of the other series even gave me a uh goosebumps wallet which i'm holding up oh, so you can see it's coffin shaped awesome. That's so awesome. Yeah, I was just like, yep, this is my favorite thing ever. <laughs> so, yeah. Goosebumps is like the Twilight Zone for kids. Oh my gosh. Twist yeah. ending, you know? Oh, yeah, there's, and there's, speaking of Twilight Zone, Jordan Peele's new uh, universe. Oh, yeah, there's so, there's honestly so much good horror coming out. Um, Hulu's got a big, big, like, they're doing a bad hair that's coming out soon uh, with a mostly black cast, and it's sort of like going into the stories about um i mean one main story but uh about like you know women's hair in the workplace and stuff as a black woman and like because there's you know been a lot of obviously racism for like i don't know since our country started so (laughs) Um, yeah but to see to see these story like to see it like as a horror story but with like you know a a couple funny moments as well the contrast like i'm like oh i'm very excited for this so yeah (laughs) i think um oh yeah and the vampires versus the bronx is out on netflix yeah, sorry. I'm just like. <laughs> Wait, I, what's Vampires vs. the Bronx? What's that? Uh, it's a, it's a story about four kids in the Bronx, and, um, sorry, we're recording this, but uh, it just came. You know, <laughs> based on when this this comes out, um, and it's about uh, gentrification through the story of white vampires. 
<laughs> so they're not only oh. coming to move in, they're coming for your blood. So um, perhaps heavy handed, but uh, you know, looking forward to watching it at least. Um, I do like yeah. that apparently maybe Hulu and Netflix took a... Um, Trying not to use like a weird turn of phrase, um, but like they uh they took a note from uh the Hallmark, like forty years of Christmas or forty days of Christmas movies or holiday movies, and they're like we should do mostly creepy movies in uh, October, and I'm like absolutely, absolutely. I'm down, <laughs> yes, I'm please. Down. <laughs> you know what? Let's just start at the beginning of September. You know, yeah. <laughs> let's just keep that going. So um, all the way through, maybe till Thanksgiving. I yeah. don't know. I would like I, I for me. I don't know about you, but like I I want it all the time. I oh, look yeah. for it all the time, right? Oh, yeah, horror stories with any background for sure. Like, uh, gosh, snow, space. Yeah, I'm like lo- like looking at my like mm, it's about time to rewatch Event Horizon. So, well, ooh, I haven't seen that one yet. <laughs> oh, it's a little, it's a I'm going to say it's a haunted house in space. is probably the best way to put it. So, that's awesome. Yeah, it's that's ooh, so it's cool. yeah. I, I won't I won't say anything else, but it's 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 a little campy. Um it's definitely gory. So, do not watch it with children. So, but. Oh, good to know. Good to know. <laughs> uh so okay, so you as a comic writer, you mm-hmm. are you have I was going to say honors. I don't know why I said honors. You have a master's in illustration, right? Or, I mean, I don't know what your master's in, but you, for, for to illustrate, like a, <laughs> what am I trying to say? You're an illustrator. There we go. How the heck did you get into writing? There we go. <laughs> um, the program I was actually in was for comics. So it was sort of that marriage of both. Um, that's right. That's right. Yeah. And um, yeah. Oh, I, they teach you both. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there, it was like you had, oh. you, we, we actually, we studied the history of comics as well. Um, we oh. had like, how to do your taxes as a freelancer, <laughs> although that only, you know, that's by state by state, sort of, but well, not, it's, it's like keeping track of your seats and stuff and like what you can do. So, smart. Um, yeah, that was super, honestly, super. We also did production though as well, because a lot, all, obviously most of us just wanted to make comics, like we just wanted to sit down and draw, but okay. it's, a, it's, you know, it's like, hey, how can we take your story when it's in script form or when it's in like thumbnails or like, you know. Uh, eight pieces of no like uh, napkins like put together like how can we take this and 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 pump the themes up so they're a little more obvious you know or it's all about legibility and readability in the end too because Ooh. a lot of like we're all natural storytellers we can all tell stories it's can we tell it in a succinct way that other people can pick up and that's honestly what a lot of that is is like learning where to trim the fat and then where to add like more flavor and spice and all that stuff. So not to use the cooking metaphor, I'm always hungry, but um, <laughs> uh, <Love it. laughs> so that's what a lot of what it was. But yeah, I, my teachers were um, um, all fantastic cartoonists, uh, Steve Bissett, who drew on uh, the um, Swamp Thing with Alan Moore. And he helped what? create Constantine. We just did that. We're doing that tomorrow for day 28. Are you talking about Swamp That's... Thing? Yeah. <sighs> That's gonna be awesome. He said that. Who are you talking to? Oh, my buddy. Your buddy. My buddy. Awesome. What are you gonna do? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Swamp Thing is great. Yeah. Um, Steve always likes to talk about how they got the um, how they lost the uh, the comics code. It's like an old thing that was like, if you had the comics code on your book, it was like appropriate for kids. And it's like they didn't lose it for like, you know, um, zombies, uh, violence, or like a creepy pedophilia pedophiliac uncle i'm not sure how to use that word Um, but you know a creepy uncle who's trying to skeeve on his niece they lost Mm. it because they put flies around a zombie and i was just like amazing the details yeah just small just stuff like that but yeah um whoa yeah that's crazy the school is fantastic i can't recommend it enough honestly i mean if you 
as long as you spend time doing stuff and like setting goals for yourself, you can do anything. Um, I was specifically, I, I had spent like a number of years in Texas and Texas is kind of like, I don't want to say it's cut off, but it's like a lot of stuff happens on the coast or at least, it, you know, you, you can live anywhere now. But like, I basically yeah. wanted to go out and get more connections as well. And so that's kind of why I went to the Smart. school because they had visiting artists and stuff. And I learned more about um, the computers. So, you know, because no, <laughs> I was like, I was very analog um, as sort okay. of a Luddite. I always wait as long as possible so to, to upgrade. So, uh, yeah, I was kind of like, teach me about scanners, even though like yeah. they had been around for 50 years or something, you know. So um, I was just like, you know, at the... Uh, um, the copy store, like using like you know the copy machines, like like zine style. So uh, a lot of my early work is not good quality, <laughs> but well, it's not supposed to be, right? Right. I, guess, I right? mean, yeah, that's part yeah. of the that's part of the fun though too. Is you get to you learn a lot of hacks and tricks from that too. So yeah, that's a lot of fun so stuff. Cool. <laughs> that's I've never met anybody that's gone to a literal comic school because I'm still new to comics. I didn't know there were comic schools. Oh my gosh, there's a couple. Um, school for the art. Institute of Chicago has a comics mm-hmm. master's program as well. My friend Beth Hetland, who also went to the Center for Curtain Studies, teaches there now. Um, yeah. SCAD in Atlanta has a, a comic series, or they might call it sequential art. Um, New York's probably got a, it has a couple too. Uh, the California College of the Arts has one, and my friend Nomi Kane, who also went to the Center for Curtain Studies, teaches that one. So, Amazing. yeah, we, we, we all kind of bled out from this school. Um, and I will say, for the Center for Cartoon Studies, not to, like, bump them a third time, but the classes are very small, and that's the main reason I went, because the facilities at some of those places or the amenities at some of the bigger schools were great, but there were, like, 200 people in a class, and at the Center for Cartoon oh. Studies, you were one of 25 basically so it's just like that's a lot of FaceTime and like you know we we learned everything like we learned square binding so like using um uh like having to sew our own bindings and then glue them and then like you know stack stuff we did Japanese stab binding we did you know we did all sorts of printmaking and stuff so like to see like how can we improve something or how can we how can we make the binding resonate and reflect what's on the inside as well so that's sort of why I was really into that like the tactile aspect again was like I didn't just leave with like a flash drive of amazing comics but like I left with like a good stack of comics so that I'd made so they taught you everything like (laughs) every even I mean I'm surprised they taught you taxes for freelancers like (laughs) I would love that I class (laughs) yeah it was a good class I will say we didn't do licensed comics very very much like okay I I was like okay I was like talking to Michelle Ollie who's like runs a school and like an amazing designer I was like okay I want to come on I want to teach a three-day workshop where I get (laughs) it's gonna sound terrible though to anyone listening but I was like (laughs) I'm their editor they get like a three-page script they have to draw they send me the stuff by the end of the first day or this or you know we do thumbnails and layouts second day they send me this stuff third day you know they finish I call on the fourth day they thought they were done and I'm like I need it in five hours because I'm like that's what it's actually about it's like being able to like be like oh I need to change something at the last minute even though it's already done I mean I'm not talking about goosebumps but I'm, I'm talking about just like licenses and franchises in general because like if you have a huge property like I don't know He-Man or something like they might yeah. have like okay that's not probably the best example but like they might have like two video games, a comic, and a TV show series happening at the same time. So, like, the rules will constantly be changing. And I felt like, I was oh, like, yeah. how can we teach students flexibility, but in a very short amount of time, 
or at least give them a, a, a taste of it. So it's not surprising when they have to do it in the real world. And then they're Smart. also like buffered and buffeted and supported by people. But like, I was like, it also seems like it could be an abusive like workshop too. But <laughs> So. That's actually so smart because, like, yeah, I mean, in any creative job, I'm sure, like, it just things change at the last second according to whoever's your boss or. I yeah, mean, we can't use know. the color blue anymore, and you're like, oh, okay. Oh, wish that. Well, my own. Yeah, why? <laughs> why didn't someone the say blue that water. at the beginning? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good thing this doesn't take place underwater. Wait a minute, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so cool. So, do you still teach at all anywhere? Workshops or anything? Uh, yes. I occasionally teach um, around the city of Seattle, um, just one-day workshops, but I also teach at the Museum of Pop Culture, the Mopop. Uh, every, cool. Yeah, every year, um, we will most likely be right in it. Um, I, I do like a, a three-day workshop over the course of a month. Um, sometimes we, we, we added in a fourth drawing day, but honestly, because we can't be in the museum this year, I do a lot of drawing from because we wanted to use like the sci-fi exhibit and the, you know, the horror mm. exhibit. Obviously, if parents sign off on it, <laughs> and then the um the fantasy one. But it's great. Uh, I get to take them sort of through like how to make a comic. I mean, a lot again, a lot of them know how to draw or they know about panels and stuff. But it's like we we go through like the vocabulary and everything. I show them my process because again, I am one person as well sure. so i'm like here's sure. what i like to do but then i also like let them experiment and then we do a lot of smaller exercises too like sometimes it's a uh, like taking like something in their bag um and then like telling a story from that point of view so whether it's like the reusable water bottle or something so that way like shifting like points points of view and figuring out like what what would be important to this bottle of water compared to you you know in a very like a one-page comic so basically a lot of exercise to get their minds to uh, unravel slowly and like touch all the stars in the universe but um and again with just some more solid drawing practice for them too because that's and lettering those are usually the big ones is like they just haven't put the time into drawing and their lettering is always too tiny to read (laughs) so i'm always like "Ah." (laughs) um but they're fantastic uh yeah, I, I love teaching kids just because their minds are, they're just always like, oh, but what if I did this? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Do so, it. Yeah. yeah. We usually, we even do um writing story structure and we like write a story together wow. um, on a whiteboard, basically. Like I'll have like, you know, the classic, like here's the, you know, the, the rising action and then like the climax yeah. and like the denouement. But uh, we'll like do like a silly thing about sci-fi usually because I'm like okay let's talk about like the world state and like what's different about our world that no one really cares about though so whether it's like everyone rides a cat you know a giant cat to work it's like okay so this is just what's happening in the world but then it's like something could happen that hurts them it's like uh, suddenly the hairballs they're coughing up are like full of explosives or something so it's like okay like you know and then but then like they'll work together in a group of like 30 like you know raising their hands and all that junk but like They'll, they'll, like, piggyback off of each other's, like, work, um, not work, excuse me, um, ideas, or, like, we'll, we'll pick, like, three, three for each point, but then they'll, like, they'll be able to, like, figure out, like, the perfect ending, or, like, oh, you know, something else that, like, happens in the story, like, that, you know, yeah. there's no going back and all that stuff, like, I'm, yeah, sorry, I guess I'm, like, going off on how much I love these kids, but I'm, <laughs> I'm just, like. Please do, <laughs> I am entertained, please, this is interesting to me, yeah. go, go, go. It's just, it's just yeah. fun to, like, work with them, too, because they uh the ones that are there choose to be there versus like i've also you know i've done a couple ones where it's like the entire school or like an entire grade and 
a lot of them do oh. not want to be there. They're just like, sure. yeah, they're just like better than Jim. And I'm like, all right. Like, I was like, yeah. I was like, you could color this comic is what you can <laughs> if you just need to like, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm teasing. Uh, there's the, no, <laughs> no but I, um, yeah. So I'm just saying like a lot of the kids, like, you know, they, they're using it as an outlet for um, maybe it's for f- their own identity, like finding out or figuring out their own identity. Um, sometimes sure. it's talking about like, you know, stuff that's going on in their family, but it's like just fun stuff. Like there's this one family that came in and they um, with their kid and like his was just about how ama- his comics were all about how amazing his parents are. And I was just like <laughs> trying not to that's cry. Adorable. I'm like, well, this yeah. is, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, but it's I feel like comics are a great way to, for your kids to express themselves. It's a, a relatively cheap activity, too, because it's like everything's yeah. accessible. You just need paper, pen or pencil. And then there's even... Um, if you look up one sheet workshop online or one sheet zine, you can mm-hmm. find how to fold uh, a regular eight and a half by 11 piece of paper into like an eight page mini comic. And you just do a couple oh. folds and cuts. But I mean, you slam that on a copy machine, you could print out, you know, 30. Oh my gosh, friends, this is what you give out instead of uh, candy at Halloween. That's what I would yeah. do. That's what I do. So <laughs> do you really? Yeah. Uh, I mean, not this year, but yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But usually you do. Oh, that is so cool. That's, you can tell that's where your passion is, is teaching. <laughs> Just in the way you talk about it. You're so happy to talk about it. That's amazing. Teaching, uh, yes, once a year. <laughs> like, uh, oh, yeah. Every I'm exhausted after those. And all I, when I, I come home, when I'm just like, we don't pay teachers enough. Like, oh, I could not yeah, do sure. this, like, uh, <laughs> all sure. the time. Full Are you time. kidding me? Yeah. So, like, yeah. We need to give teachers more. Yeah. So, but that's, that's the other fun part about comics is, like, it's um, helping people learn how to read um, because there's, you know, clues that they can pick up from the pictures and all yeah. that stuff. So oh, yeah, anything to help the that? teachers out, too, because you're like, you're like, OK, we have comics about space trash and how bees live and stuff. So like, you know, stuff that, that they can use in class, too. I think that's great. Sorry. That is so stinking cool, dude. <laughs> like, so, OK, how young were you when you started really getting into comics? Was it college or were you in it in like middle school? Oh, um, I mean, I was reading comics since I was like in like kindergarten. Like that was my jam. Nice. And I not to bring it all back home, but it was Halloween. I was dressed as was it? I was oh. dressed as the Little Mermaid. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. She made that happen. And someone was giving away comics. We lived on Long Island at the time, and someone wow. gave me the Little Mermaid comic, and I was just like, what? Yeah, and I was just like, wow. So, <laughs> yeah, that was uh, yeah, I was just like, uh, I mean. Obviously, you know, I read Betty and Veronica and um, Barbie because there were a lot of amazing people that worked on those again because they were licensed too. I, sure. I was like, um, Amanda Connor and Jimmy Palmiotti were on this, or <laughs> like a lot of Amanda <laughs> Connor Barbie comics and Trina Robbins. I'm like, holy Whoa. moly! Like, um, yeah, so I read those for a while, and then like by the time I was ten, I remember going to the comic book store and like slapping the counter. I'm like. I need something more adult. And they're like, okay. <laughs> they slid Brian Peluto's Lady Death over to me, which, um, Whoa. yeah, she was. I haven't heard of that. Um, basically, a girl's in like medieval times dies of the bubonic, or I can't remember exactly how she dies, but like, because her dad's Lucifer and he's like, come be my wife. And she's like, no, that's <laughs> not great. And so she ends up dying and becoming the queen of hell. So, like, Amazing. yeah, but like, I can't believe I got my mom to buy me that comic <laughs> at 10 because they were like, oh, yeah, we can't sell this to you, but we can show it to you. And I was like, ah. <laughs> yeah, just some more, f- more. just some un- more fun horror 
slash a little bit of a TNA comic for a 10 year old. Yeah, I was like, no wonder I'm into women. I'm like, (laughs) 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 that's awesome. So, okay, so all right, you you started reading them. And then when you're like, when were you like, I want to write these now, I want to create this, I want to draw this. Um, I would say it wasn't probably until I was pretty an unimaginative kid. I think I feel like I, I was really into consumption. Like I loved reading, read oh. all the books I get my hands on, all the comics. Um, but it, and it didn't occur to me that that was a real job that someone could have. I mean, yeah, there were there's like Wizard magazine where they would like have like the top ten writers and the top ten like artists, and like occasionally I would see like um, Gail Simone on there, Amanda Connor. Um, and I'd be like, oh my gosh, like women. <laughs> yeah. uh, but to me, it seemed like too far off. Again, I don't know if it was like the lack of conventions in uh, Texas had like a lot more like baseball style conventions or baseball cards, you know, stuff oh, happening you. and less comic books at the time. So, or, you know, Star Trek. I went to a lot of those with my mom. So, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Your mom sounds cool. <laughs> my, mom, my mom is rad. She's the, <laughs> she's the best. Um, Aww. but, uh, yeah. Yeah. I think it wasn't until college and I was like, right, I could make my own story and not just work for someone else. Like, really, again, not a smart kid. And like, I was like, didn't have the wisdom or the, sorry, the intelligence. I was like, just more like absorbing stuff like a sponge for too long. So, um, but yeah, and that's when I was like, okay, I can write my own stuff. Amazing. So. That's so cool. That's, that's, you've got a great story, girl. Like. <laughs> You just and and like you're doing stuff like all the time. I know I keep saying that, but I was just like so impressed with your freaking resume here. So, what are some favorite things other than this one? I'm sure that you've written or uh, uh, drawn for. Um, let's see. Uh, can't talk about the project I'm on right now, but it's a graphic novel Ooh. and it's horror. Something like that. Um, <laughs> I'm drawing that one. Uh, I got to. Um, I made a a horror comic. Uh, a couple years ago, I should have sent it to you, but I'll send it to you after. Called Deadwater, and, okay. and it was it's about um, a, a, f- a small family on the edge of the uh, colonial or pioneer West um, before you hit the mountains, and uh, it's sort of about um, obviously like budding romances, but also like um, what families have to do to survive in uh, situations or in. Uh, harsh conditions so sure yeah it's a, a little bit more adult too i guess we'll say there's some sexy scenes in there as well um that's how you get people right there yeah you, if you write horror it's got to be funny or sexy so that way you um you take like the person's brain like start switches gears so that way you can throw the horror oh. back in so i'd actually say the same for any type of adult content like sexy stuff you have to make it funny usually to like be like yeah oh that's how we um yes okay <laughs> get them off yeah you have to like you can't you can't constantly be like jabbing people in the face with like horror stuff because like they're going to be numb by the end of it you have to have those like those lower oh. emotional moments so i've already forgot the question i'm so sorry I, no oh, it's favorite all good stuff. Uh, what's um, your favorite stuff favorite stuff you've done yeah uh i'd say deadwater especially um i've been working with kat kruger from d20 dames too slowly on some stuff as well um she recently also had a, a child who is fantastic, but obviously that takes up a lot of time. And like, we both have, you know, work that we're doing. So, sure. but we are working on, <clears throat> um, cause Kat is, um, uh, Chinese Canadian American, you know, so we're, she, um, wants to make like a, 
a high Asian fantasy uh, book with um, oh, cool. or YA uh, graphic novel. And so we, we have some concept stuff like some she's written like 10 pages. So I'm like doing the art for them and like figuring out like what the the monsters look like. So that that's one that I'm I'm looking forward to doing probably after this horror one is like take it take a dip in this area for a bit and then work on yeah. the next thing. So um, but yeah, uh, I, I think that's basically it. I I'm, try, I'm trying to think because like. There's, yeah, drawing takes so much time, too, so it's just, like, trying to think of anything else. You're just, like, uh, I guess I, I do get to write for um, role-playing games, too, so, like, I've been writing some, awesome. uh, and sometimes they're they're actually pretty horror-based. Like, I made a subclass, like, if you've ever played RPGs or, like, D&D, there's a druid class where you're, like, very much in nature, mm-hmm. but I made a version that's very bug-based, so all your Ooh, moves okay. use bugs, um, the Entomancer, and, like, um, including, like, they're your friends so like every time one dies you have to like name them or you know like oh, farewell marquise or you know like um so <laughs> nice yeah basically creating like um slightly less uh or more dark stuff i guess for that sort of content because it feels like everyone's always like i am the most beautiful person and i and i'm like okay, okay well i'm a monster <laughs> in real life so we'll just know <laughs> like um but that's my own that's that's everyone slowly unpacking their baggage at the role-playing game table like right <laughs> yeah sure sure i haven't done that yet but i am my husband does and he but like he has introduced a lot of it to me and i'm so interested in that so i'm sure that plays a lot a big role pun intended in your writing and stuff too you just you can and you were talking about your teaching how you open up the kids brains like everybody's riding a cat to school like that's that's cool that's i'm sure it just opens everything up i mean there's i if you're looking to play some games i can't recommend enough um itchio um, itch.io uh, there itch. are so many role-playing games on there and a lot of times they're just like like a slim six pages because it gives you the world state, it gives you characters and then you can play off that but some of them are you know you you are dice roll for the chance um, mechanics some these tarot cards like there's so many Ooh. things you can do uh, I just finished playing a, a game on the dungeon show called Obachan Panic where everyone is a grandma. So <laughs> it was amazing. Like that was, yeah. So the stat sheet was like, what's in your purse? How many kids do you have? Like, you know, so yeah, I feel like there's, it can, everything can get pretty niche too in, in a fun way. So, and the horror stuff too is, ooh, there's a great one by um, Jamie Nagiani called um, Our Haunt, where everyone is already a ghost. Like everyone is dead. Ooh. And so you okay. kind of like, um, you can build your house that you live in together. So I guess you're technically building a haunted house in the game. Although you might not be that type of spirit, but then also uh-huh. like um, how you uh, get to figure out like what, how you experience uh, the, the mortal world now as like uh, merely, you know, a shade of what you once were. So it's like, there's a lot of great horror stuff happening in uh, RPGs as well. Can't, can't recommend that enough. So yeah, yeah. Girl. okay so what all right so let's talk about your podcast tell me mm-hmm. about your podcast because they're all they're D stuff right uh D- D- rpg uh yeah d20 games is D. um we're on our i'm trying to figure out our release schedule so we have a all right we're finishing up season three and then season four will be the end of this like campaign with these characters and then uh we haven't decided what we'll be playing after that but yeah it's been okay. fantastic cat kruger is our dungeon master and then uh, our producer and our champion uh, NPC is uh, Brittany Leonage. She's played like three different characters. Like every season, she basically plays a different character, which is great. And then uh, Jess Ross, 
uh, is uh, one of the characters, uh, or plays one of the characters, and then I play the, the other one. So we're um, just sort of a, a hodgepodge of people, um, basically, uh, you know, trying to figure out, like, uh, my character trying to figure out what happened to all of her siblings, her three siblings. She grew up in a dungeon where they had to fight people coming in. Okay. So, like, they were the monsters all the adventurers are normally trying to kill. So, uh, and then uh, uh, Jess's character is, has been trying to find her mo- her mom, which is, like, a beautiful, like, oh. uh, and, like, you know, uh, you know, grew up in sort of a, a semi, like, a adopted family as well so it's like it's a it's a it's a lot of fun and i will say it is kid friendly or sorry i'll say it's family friendly there's a couple curses and obviously role-playing games have some violence uh (laughs) components to it but we uh the thing that we are always trying to push is words first so we usually we emphasize character and actually like talking um and conflict resolution over fighting so yeah yeah uh, I, and it's, but it's not boring. I feel like I have to like remind, like that's. I'm like, believe me, like you can, you can like be sword fighting with someone, having a very good conversation or flirting, <laughs> like you know, like there's so there many, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, um, and then the Big Dungeon Show is a streaming show at Twitch.tv/vvspaceship. Okay. And yeah, we just finished our first year. I'm taking like a little time off because like. Doing a different right. game a month is a little, you know, it's a lot. It's a lot, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, we have we have a we play a, a different game a month, and then we have a different cast of people, so we can show off like the diversity in the gaming community and the writing, art, and oh, comics awesome. community. Because you know, there's a lot of popular shows out there, but they're all white people. So I'm just like, okay, like let's bring on some guest DMs and some people that you know, <laughs> some yeah. some non-white people. <laughs> so get everybody involved. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, there's one other horror one if I can mention it. Tell me, girl, uh, go. Whatever you got. Mothership. Yeah. From Mothership. Tuesday Night Games, Night with a K. Um, and your basic, um, the tagline, I don't remember if there's a tagline, but I call it Let's Die in Space together. So, <laughs> yeah, and it's got so many delicious modules. Um, it's got a lot, like, so many lists of things and, like, locations where it it's kind of the reverse of a lot of RPGs where they give you the story, but then not, like, gritty details. And this one gives you all the details. So I feel like you can basically build your own story on top of it, but then you have so much world building it feels very real in a way that I'm just like, yeah, like, so yeah, yeah I would definitely check that out if you're into space of any kind <laughs> or you want to, yeah. you want to like pilot a ship and uh, befriend aliens or fight them, you know, whatever you want to do. But yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Um, get, you know, have a friend who's half robot, like most of us. So. Yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't want a friend that's half robot? I mean, yeah, I do. I've got, I've got like 20%. I'm trying to figure, you know, like yeah. <laughs> our body's slowly being replaced by parts. Like, I'm like, yeah, that's fine. It works. You know, that's the future, man. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> uh, well, it has been an absolute delight having you on today, Jen. I really appreciate you being here. Oh, yeah. Thank you again, Tess. I appreciate um, the opportunity. To let me, thanks for letting me babble at you. I feel like I got a little oh my carried gosh. away. <laughs> Love it. I learned so much today. Are you kidding me? That was the most interesting babble I've ever heard. Oh, really, truly, thank you. I appreciate you sharing your stories, too. Thank you. Yeah, well, uh, thank you again to everyone. And uh, Goosebumps Download and Die. Um, some stores may have it. I believe it's mostly sold out, so you can buy the digital versions. Um, okay. But yeah, you can also okay. look online um, or, you know, contact your your comic uh, store because they, they might have a copy. So. Yeah. yeah. Support support comic writers. Go yeah. go buy some comics, guys. Yeah. Or you can definitely <laughs> buy the floppies, I guess you should say. It's not the, it's the hardback go. that's the harder one to find. So, you know. 
But yeah. So is there is there going to be more? I guess I should ask you. Are there going to be more? Um, everyone needs to write the editors at IDW, and I'm teasing. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I'll tag them. Hey guys, more of this. Um, yeah, there's none happening right now. Uh, for me there, but uh, I would love to, yeah. again, uh, play play in that world. Uh, possibly with Mitra, uh, Kyra yeah. and Flips and her crush weather <laughs> so weather uh, weather, I love it. Yeah. weather. <laughs> i got i love a, a sporty love interest who just is just does yes. not see and does what you want to what <laughs> i just want to go play rugby like oh no i love that <laughs> ending i just want to play sports and and what she said something else and like something else i can't remember uh, film I, drone that me use up. drones to film stuff like, yeah or something yeah. oh yeah film bad movies or something <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that was so good i mean that's I love that Again, that's on, that seems like premium partner material, but again. <laughs> yeah. She's like, can I join you? Yeah, like... yeah, yeah. I could just, I could edit, you know? No. Um... Yeah. <laughs> um, and I will say, please yeah. check out Michelle Wong's work. Um, she's currently the artist for Goosebumps Down on a Die. She's currently, or she just finished up uh, The Legend of Korra over at Dark Horse. She was drawing <gasps> that comic series for about uh, uh, two years. So, uh, yeah, her work is fantastic. Uh, Tree, or Trina Farrell. Um, has been coloring a lot of Marvel books as well. Um, and then I'm not mm. sure what Chris is doing, Chris Miesner, but um, yeah, you can find all those people online. And uh, yeah, please support their work because they are fantastic. Yeah. They're absolutely wonderful. And I, yeah, this book would not have happened without them. That's so rad. You're your ghoul gang. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, yeah. yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's too late to use that. Sorry. <laughs> Is it? Oh yeah, because they use the the big the horror four. The uh, yeah. you, you know what I'm talking about? Was it like Elvira, Lily Monster? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, Morticia, all them. Oh my the cool gosh, game. cool game. Have yeah. your own cool game. Yeah, but like uh, all well, all ghosts with the pink bow on. So that's how you know. No teasing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's so true. Yeah, <laughs> there's a pink bow. It must be a girl. Yeah, or huge eyelashes. You're like, oh, now I know. Um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was wondering. It was important to me what the gender of that ghost was. I know. Yeah. So, uh, what are yeah. you gonna do tonight? That's that's uh, creepy and uh, Octobery for you. Ooh. Okay. So we're trying to watch all of the big horror movies, <laughs> and I think this one. I think tonight we're gonna watch The Exorcist. I've never seen it. Yes. Oh. Have you? Oh, you have. You love it. The it's old, be, old, old. It's gonna one. be good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's a. Uh, heard it's awful. Oh, man. Awfully, awfully horror, horror, horror bull, but in a good way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I think mean, you're gonna have, you're gonna have a good time. And if you can spit Event Horizon in before the end of the month, I'm gonna write that <laughs> one down. I'm gonna write that. No children. I have no children, but no children around. Okay. Event yeah, Horizon. Yeah. Again, Got I think it. uh gonna like me see. Um, it does have Sam okay. Neill in it from uh, Jurassic Park. So. Ooh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> There's, a, there's actually a lot of people in it. So, well, of course there is. It's a movie. Um, but yeah. <laughs> you know what? If, if you want to watch one without a lot of people, you can watch Moon by Sam Rockwell, also in space. And also... Sam Rockwell. A little art house. Uh, I think it's a little spooky. So, yeah. <laughs> do you have do you have any Halloween plans, even though there's... Halloween kind of... <laughs> it's canceled publicly, sort of, uh, kind of? I'm going to a baby shower virtually in the morning. So I guess we're going to dress up for that. So, um... <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's just uh, basically watch a lot of horror stuff and, um, you know, cook pumpkin-based things, eat too much candy. You know, it's it's kind of, yeah. it doesn't feel too different. You know, I'll probably draw some some horror stuff. I think I got some oh, cool. got some new gouache I'm gonna try out. So, <laughs> oh awesome! Oh, see, that's the thing. Like, I wish sometimes I'm like, I wish I could be an artist because like you can. You, it's you muscle probably memory. Just, like, I promise you. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm serious. It's like, it's all, it's all put in the time in. Well, I mean, 
some people have raw talent, but a lot of people just build skills. So sure, sure. Yeah. taking the time. I'm, so, I'm telling you, That's Tess. Awesome. Next year, I'll interview you on your podcast about your horror <laughs> work. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Let's do it. Booking it. Boom. Love it. In the books, yeah. Boom. Uh, well, can you please plug everything that you just laid out oh, for yeah. us so we can find you? Yeah, Um. you can listen to the all-femme, family-friendly D&D-powered uh, storytelling podcast, D20 Dames, at d20dames.com, or anywhere podcasts are free. You can watch videos of Big Dungeon Show at uh, bit.ly forward slash big d-u-n-j-e-n show um Ooh. i'll send you the links see if that's helpful you can yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can follow my work on twitter and instagram at the genya t-h-e-j-e-n-y-a so uh and yeah hopefully that uh, my, my current project will be announced soon maybe they're they're probably waiting on the, <gasps> my, my final cover maybe that's what they're waiting on <laughs> so um but yeah as soon um, as you announce it i'm posting yeah it. I'm no super, problem I'm, I hope, yeah i'll have to send Get you I'll, I'll send you a copy so you can if you want to review it or something that'd be great <laughs> totally yes i'll just have you back if you don't mind yeah, of course. <laughs> well then thank you so much and thank you to jason uh, i'm sorry megatron uh for megatron. yeah for uh suggest like uh putting us in contact yeah uh, great person. he was on i think yesterday oh for- <laughs> If I'm remembering correctly, he I was mean, on yesterday. This is all. This is, we're not recording these all in one day. What are you talking about? No, what do you mean? Today is October 27th. Yes, what are you talking about? It absolutely is. You went to your baby shower this morning, yep. and then we started mm-hmm. recording. Everything's and it's out. Could be amazing right now. No. <laughs> oh my gosh! Can you imagine? I know. That's it. I'm sorry. Real quick. That's the thing too. I'm like recording these way before. I'm sorry. I'm ruining the podcast magic. Uh, but like, um, it's, called, it's called creating a buffer down. so you deliver on a timely schedule. That's fine. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You know. You know. Goodness gracious. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast. Tune in tomorrow for day 28 of 31 days of horror. Say bye, Jen. Bye. Boo. (laughs) Thank you for tuning in to Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast 31 Days of Horror. If you like what you're hearing, please follow OCD on any of your favorite podcatchers. Take it a step further and leave a five-star Apple Podcast review. (laughs) That really helps me out. Thank you. You can follow OCD on Instagram at OCD Podcast or facebook.com slash OCD Podcast. Tune in tomorrow as I review another horror Halloween comic. (laughs) 